Five-minute warning is good. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Good evening. My I name didn't. is Sue. I'm a, I'm, good morning. Good evening. My name is Sue. I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater and um, a few other things. But we're here about the compulsive overeating. Um, just give me a minute to collect my thoughts. I really wasn't ready to do this. Um, and, um, okay, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like today. Um, I don't talk too much about what my growing up years. I'm the oldest of five children. Um, my sis, oldest sister and I were 13 months apart. My next brother is four years younger than I am. And then the other two kids followed right behind him. So they were the big kids and the little kids. My older sister and I were the big kids. My, the younger kids were the little kids. And the big kids took care of the little kids because of five kids. Both my parents worked. And um, we, uh, we had to be responsible. That's just the way it was. And so um, I learned early to be responsible for, other, for little kids. I remember changing my baby sister's diapers and everybody laughing because back then they used cloth diapers and baby and diaper pins and rubber pants and her diapers used to fall down when I tried to change them. But that's what happens when you expect a seven or eight year old to change a baby's diaper. And I felt shame because I thought I was doing it wrong. So um, I used to eat. And um, I used to eat a lot. I used to eat a lot of junk food. But the junk food made me feel better. Um, I used most of my childhood life I spent in isolation. I sat by myself in my room. And um, I read. I read a lot when I was younger. And I couldn't feel, figure out all the stuff that was going on inside of me. And when I ate and I read, I felt better. Um, I used to follow my sister around, my older sister, because I wanted to be like her because she seemed to be happier than I was. And um, my older sister, of course, didn't like that. Um, and um, my father was sick. He, was, he had a seizure disorder, and he used to have seizures, and they used to admit him to the hospital. And um, as he got older, he got sicker, and I didn't understand it. And nobody explained it to me. And I was just confused about my father's illness. And finally, he had a seizure when I was 17. He had a seizure down the basement stairs. He was coming up from the basement. He fell and hit his head on the bottom of the concrete basement stairs. And they rushed away, him away to the hospital. And um, we were told not to go visit him um, because we didn't need to see him the way he was. And so the last time I saw my father was when he was laying. It was out on the basement stairs. It was could probably been better to see him in the hospital. Um, and my mother's, my mother was my eating buddy as well as my diet buddy. At 16, I went to get diet pills. We did all sorts of crazy diets: the grapefruit and egg diet, the um, spinach and egg diet. The um, we did a powder liquid a powder that turned into a liquid that we drank three times a week that my aunt was selling. Um, we did AIDS candies that was supposed to, so the drink, hot drink was supposed to blow up in your stomach and make you less hungry. 
Um, I just knew they tasted good, and I ate them like candy. Um, and um, and food was my friend. I got out of high school, um, went to a nursing school, and found other interesting things to get me out of myself, and found a couple of friends that I hung out with, um, and found that I didn't like to study. Um, I like to hang out and go out and get things to eat and drink. Oh yeah, I needed a tip. So I went to, I learned all the hangouts. I used to hang out, and I barely got through my nursing education, and went out into the real world. Um, and I got a job as a nurse working three to eleven, and I used to go at eleven o'clock to the bars close the bars down, and um, go home, get a couple hours sleep, and get up and go to work and do the whole thing over again. And I thought I was living. I thought I was making a lot of money because I had, I had to um, support myself. Um, after my father died, my mother was supporting herself and the three little kids. And um, so I was supporting myself. I thought I was doing a really good job of it. And... Um, but life was wonderful, except that I couldn't figure out this deep hole inside the middle of my being. Um, I finally met a man who said that he loved me and he wanted to marry me. And I was no fool. I accepted what he said. And um, we had a baby. We, I got pregnant and we got married. Um, and um, 40 some odd years later, I'm still with this man. He still puts up with me and all my stuff for 40 years. Um, we had two kids, we had a house in the suburbs, um, the kids were getting bigger, the obligations were getting more, and, um, life was going on, and I thought I had everything I ever wanted in life, and I still couldn't figure out why I was happy, and now I just ate because I figured what was the difference. Eventually, I'd reach a size that was, you know, um, I was supposed to be at, and it would stop. I'd stop gaining weight except I never did. I kept gaining weight. So I tried, um, but then I, because I was making some money, I tried some weight loss, you know, paying ways, and those would wait, those would work as long as I stayed on them. Um, but I wasn't a very good dieter, and I didn't stay on them too long. And, um, and I continued to gain weight, and I continued to have difficulty with living. And um, and then I decided, they were talking to me. I used to get these really bad abdominal pains, um, and the doctors didn't like to see me suffer, so they used to give me medication. They used to give me narcotics so I wouldn't be in pain. Um, and I got admitted to the hospital a couple of times for the the abdominal pain and they couldn't figure out why I was having pain um, but they didn't like to see me in pain so they gave me narcotics and um, I had I actually wound up having um, ovarian cyst disease before it was was considered a disease and they used to tell me it doesn't hurt um, but um, anyhow um, Finally, they told me that um, I had to make lifestyle changes because um, I was busy doing everything everywhere, 
And so I knew if I needed to make lifestyle changes, I would probably need some sort of therapy. So I started to see a therapist that was recommended by the social worker on the unit where I was working. And I worked with him for about two or three months, and he told me that I needed to go see a psychiatrist. Now, I knew what psychiatrists did. I knew the psychiatrist prescribed medications, and I didn't want to take medications prescribed by a psychiatrist. Um, so I talked to my primary care doctor, and I got him to write me a prescription for an anti-anxiety med and for an um, antidepressant. And um, he did that, and that went on for a couple of months. Um, and I really wasn't feeling much better, even with the antidepressant and the anti-anxiety med. So in January, it was January 6, 1991, I sat down with a bottle of vodka and a bottle of anti-anxiety meds, and I was washing the anti-anxiety meds down with the vodka. Um, the therapist I was seeing, because I was really depressed at the time, told me he'd call me back later on that evening, and he did. And when he called me back, he told me not to do anything, um, to hold on to the line. And from the other line, he called 911 and he called my husband. I wound up in the emergency room, and um, then I got introduced to the psychiatric system. And for the next six months, I was in and out of the psych wards. Um, and I couldn't figure out whether my head was up or down or in between. And um, um, they were trying to adjust my medications. They were trying to figure out what was going on. And finally, after my third or fourth admission, the head nurse says to me, you know, Sue, every time you come in here, you've been drinking. Maybe if you went to these meetings downstairs, um, you know, it would help you. And on Saturday morning, they had meetings downstairs with my first introduction to the 12 steps, except it was for the drinking program. And everybody had dollars on the on the table, and I thought the dollars were paid for the, were to pay for the breakfast they had in the corner. And I was mad because I didn't have a dollar. Um, but being a good doobie, I got discharged to a um, drug and alcohol rehabilitation center, which was dual diagnosis with psychiatry. And I spent the rest of the summer up Five there. minutes. Up that was 10 York. minutes. So five more minutes. Oh, I'm so sorry. I got to go quick. So um, <laughs> I went up there and got a good lesson in the 12 steps. I spent seven years doing that, but nobody was talking about my weight problem. So finally, I said to my therapist, you know, maybe I should try OA. And from the moment I went, I um, knew that I was home. When they read Welcome Home, when they read Just For Today, I knew that I was where I belonged. Um, and it was great. I lost 100 pounds. I was looking what good. I had friends. Um, and I thought everything was lovely. And I stayed around for four years, got tired of doing the work, and eventually I left away. It took me seven years to come back. I gained back not just the 100 pounds I lost, but I gained back 160 pounds. I was 340 pounds when I came back into the rooms. I was having pain in my back when I tried to walk. I was having shortness of breath. I couldn't walk around the block. Um, I had venous insufficiency in my legs. Um, I was a real mess. I literally crawled into the room when I came back. And one of my dear friends from program, who coincidentally knew my husband from a different, um, from actually from a photography club they went to, and she, taught, she had told me to please come back, and I did. 
and instead of being shamed, I was welcomed back with um, open arms. And um, it took me a while um, to get abstinent. I came back in November of 2010. I didn't get abstinent until January of 2014. Um, and my sponsor, who I still have to this day, um, used to say, I love you. And I said, don't say that. I don't know what it means. And finally, I, she loved me until I could love myself. And today I have a life beyond my wildest dreams. It's not that I don't have worries. It's not that I don't have financial problems. But I have found a higher power outside of myself. And um, if I listen to my higher power, things just seem to go better. And I practice this program one day at a time. Um, and um, for all those who know me know I do a lot of service, and that's probably why I forgot to call the speaker tonight because I've been in I've been engulfed in service for the virtual region convention that's coming up this weekend, and that's where all my time and effort is going. It has been going into, so um, I apologize for not having Hank speak, but um, I have to watch how much service I do sometimes. Um, but anyhow, um, I'm glad I could tell my story um, because today my life is so, so much better than it was um, before I came to OA. And if you're new or just coming back, put on your seatbelt. It's a ride, but the rewards are so worth it when you finally get that. that. And I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how it gets there, but I do know that acceptance is the answer. And once you find that acceptance, that acceptance of people, places, and things are just the way they're supposed to be, and you're right where you belong, and you practice it one day at a time, and accept everything just, excuse me, just the way they're supposed to be. So I guess my topic is acceptance. My name is Sue West. My phone number is 516-721-0816. I'm on Eastern Time. You can call or text me anytime. Say so you're from away, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks for letting me share.